Morning, everyone. Welcome to God's House for Worship today. Somewhere along the lines, you've maybe heard somebody say, can you feel the excitement? (laughs) A lot of exciting things have certainly happened, but it's our prayer that God continues to do exciting things through everything that's happened and help us grow and help many, many more people grow to know him and his incredible grace in Jesus Christ. Order of service is found in your worship folder. At this time, let's begin with our opening hymn, number 910. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees. Direct me in the path of your commands. How I long for your precepts. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Yet we have despised God's word and failed to gladly hear and learn it. For these and all our sins, we humbly ask for God's forgiveness. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I was born an orphan and an enemy. 
outside of your kingdom. In many ways, I have offended you with my attitude and my actions. I have neglected those in need around me. I deserve to be shut out of your presence forever, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us. He sent his one and only Son, Jesus, to live in perfect love toward him and all people in our place. At the cross, this Holy Son was forsaken by God and suffered death for us. He rose again to prove that we have been reconciled to God as a called servant of Christ. And by his authority alone, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In this peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have granted us grace to build this place of learning. Come and be present here by your word, that this place may be a workshop of your spirit in which youth will be made wise for salvation and many may grow in faith and understanding to the glory of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Our first lesson for today is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 6. What is all this excitement about? Parents and God's representatives working to grow together and listen to the one Lord. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. 
Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. The word of the Lord. Continue with the choir.
Please stand in honor of the gospel. No matter how much we grow, no matter how old we get, continue to look to Jesus in faith and lean into him for his blessing. The gospel from Mark chapter 10. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn.
to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us, us, to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him belong power and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of God for our consideration is taken from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. We read chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended, higher than all the heavens, in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The word of the Lord. Just a note at the close of the sermon, though the rubric says stand for the creed, you may remain seated. Greetings to you from the 800 students, staff, and faculty that make up your Wells College of Ministry, Martin Luther College. This is indeed the day the Lord has made. As you dedicate that new structure, as you thank God for his blessings, as you thank God that he used you with the gifts he gave you to return to him to construct what now stands on the other end of your property. What a blessing it will be for the gospel outreach, in particular to families and their children. Did you ever pause as you watched as the foundation was dug and then the walls and the superstructure and the roof lines formed and then the final work of carpenters and painters completed it? Did, it ever, did you ever pause to consider how many different people it took to bring your new structure to where it is today. There was an architect who drew it. And, and then a general contractor who planned out how it would put, be put together. There were concrete workers, masons, plumbers, electricians, painters, roofers. Oh, the list could go on. 
If any one single group failed to carry out their work, the building might not have been completed or it might not quite serve the purpose you had intended or if things would be delayed. But together, working together with their unique gifts, the building project reached its conclusion. But the purpose of that building will not be met if we do not remember there's another building project that really knows no end until Christ returns. It's the building that Paul talked about in what I just read to you. The building of the body of Christ. The building of God's people in faith and hope and love. Pursuing maturity in Christ until the whole body reaches its home in heaven. Just as with that building project, it took all kinds of people with all their unique gifts to bring it to conclusion, so too with the building project that God has set before us in the building up the body of Christ. Every single one of you, every single one of you, that the gifts God has given you is critical. In building the body of Christ, your unique gifts are needed. Did you notice Paul emphasized that? As the reading began from Ephesians 4 and ended, let me read to you, again I'll be using the NIV 84 that I have in front of me, that I used as I prepared. Let me read the first and last verse again. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And then the last verse. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. With two quick pictures, at beginning and end of our lesson, our reading, Paul paints before us the importance of every one of your gifts. First he pictures Jesus the risen and ascended Lord, the one who descended to our earth to live and die and rise again in our place, and then glorious, victoriously ascended back to heaven as he gave gifts to each of us. Paul pictures that nail-marked hand measuring into your life and your life and your life and your life to each of us precisely the gifts he intended you to have. He knew the vocations, the callings of life you would have in home, at work, in your community, in your church. He knew the opportunities he would give. And knowing that, he lovingly placed into your life precisely the gifts he intended. And then Paul paints another picture. He switches to the picture of the body of Christ. All believers under Christ the head. Just as in our bodies, none of us wants to lose any part. So every part, every supporting ligament, Paul says, of the body of Christ is critical. But why do you think Paul emphasizes that so much? Why is that so important? Why did he begin and end this by making that emphasis, urging that to the Ephesians and to you, St. Paul's? Because he knows how distracted we can get and how hard it is to remember that. It can begin when any one of us begins to think, you know, 
my gifts aren't all that important to the building of the body of Christ. We can begin to think, you know, it's really just the pastors and the staff minister and the teachers and maybe a few key lay leaders who are important in this. Other than that, is it really all that important that all of us use our gifts? And often there can be another issue lurking behind that. In the midst of all of the distractions of this life, the choir sang about that challenge in the hymn, they say, in the anthem. All the distractions in life that want to tell us that other things are important, not the building of the body of Christ. Of all of life's pleasures and all of life's things and its successes, that what really matters is how many followers you have on Twitter or Instagram or how many likes you get on Facebook, how popular you are, how successful you are, how much you have of the world's things. Think how many thousands of messages every week bombard us in what the world would like to tell us is important. How easy for us to get confused and to lose sight of that what's most important is being built up in our own faith and hope and love in Christ. And if we get confused about what's important for ourselves, how little we will worry about that also for others. But does it matter? Does it matter if we get a little forgetful of that? Is it really all that important that all of us be busy in building up the body of Christ, both here in your church and for your own faith at home and wherever you live and work? be salt and light in this world? Is it really all that important? Well, let me reverse what the Apostle Paul says happens when we are all using our gifts. It's not a pretty sight. Then we remain infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning of craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming when we don't know how to speak the truth and love to one another, we no longer in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. That's not a pretty sight. Last night, my wife and I had two of our grandsons with us, pretty young yet. Let's just say from 5 a.m. on, there was some crying. Where were mom and dad? Uh-oh trouble. Not exactly infants, but still pretty young. What about a whole church of infants, spiritually? What happens when maturity is not what we're going for? The deceits, the winds of teaching, the lies and deception with which Satan fills a dying and darkened world. When we aren't pursuing growth in faith here, personally in our homes, or with our families, if we cease having the strength of his gospel to be salt and light in the world, the work of the body of Christ is hindered. We risk the strength or the, even the existence of our own faith. 
we risk the faith of everyone around us. But how different it is when each one of us remembers the building project that goes on until Christ returns and the importance that each of us is involved in that. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love to one another, we in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So what's the secret? What's the secret to not neglecting the importance of each one of us being involved in building up the body of Christ and instead taking our part in whatever supporting ligament he makes us? What makes the difference? It's the three verses right before our text. When we cut a piece of scripture out from its surrounding context, it's so important to sew it back in. Can I share with you the three verses that are the power for the text that was read? That's why I had my own Bible in front. Here are the three verses before our reading. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all, Yes, it's important that each of us realize we are uniquely gifted by our Lord Jesus Christ to serve one another. Here in your church, in your school, in your homes, where you work, where you live. But even more important is to remember what you have in common. The one Holy Spirit of the triune God placed in you the hope of the same eternal life in heaven. The one Lord Jesus Christ in the water of your baptism brought you into the common faith of millions around the world today and through all the centuries. In that baptism, he washed you from every sin, clothed you with his holy life, and as he leads you back to that baptism and repentance and faith every day, forgiveness is yours day after day after day, yes, even for when we forget what really matters in life. Even when we forget he has made us a part of his building work of his body. And through it all there is also therefore then also one God and Father. For every believer, our Abba Father, when our Lord Jesus Christ, by the work of the Spirit, brings us into the family of God, and in Him, and through Him, and to Him, are all things. Everything in this world serves the good of His gracious purpose for you. Everything. Everything you see in the headlines. Everything you can see online. Everything that happens in your family or to you individually. Even those things that bring so much pain and frustration. Somehow, everything to Him for whom everything belongs must serve his eternal purpose for his son's church, for each of you whom he loves.
That's what you have in common. As you look around on any given Sunday, it is Satan who wants to divide us and distract us and get us to be at war with each other. It's our triune God who in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ draws us to himself. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. When we remember what we have in common, then we remember how important it is to build everyone up in that body of Christ and to reach out to where we live, to those who do not yet know their one only hope is in the Lord Jesus. And then how important it is to take the unique gifts given to each of us and here and in our homes and in our community and where we work to be on the building crew with whatever gifts and opportunities that God has given you, planned from eternity. And to strengthen us and help us and encourage us in that task. Our Lord Jesus gave one more gift. We didn't mention it yet. Did you notice what we haven't mentioned? It sits in the middle of the reading. It was he, Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. The Lord Jesus, who loves his people, loves his body. He who is the bridegroom to his bride, the church, has also given as a gift to his church the public ministry, your pastors, your teachers, your staff ministers, those called and elected to places of service within your congregation, also a bit of the public ministry. He did not give them to us to replace us so that our gifts and talents don't matter. By no means. Yes, they look over our souls and encourage us and call us to daily repentance and forgiveness, but this text doesn't emphasize that. What it emphasizes is God gave them to his church. The Lord Jesus gave them to us to build us up for our lives of service, to equip and strengthen us with the gospel, to help us see our gifts seize opportunities, and join the building program of the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. It's the same way it was with that building over there. Can you imagine if the general contractor decided, well, I'm not going to hire any plumbers, electricians, or HVAC people. I'll just do it all myself. Well, he may have many gifts, or she may have many gifts, but I have a hunch your HVAC, electricity, and plumbing might not work very well. You don't want the general contractor doing everything. They do not have all the gifts. The tradespeople do, unique to each of them. So it is in the body of Christ. Your pastors and your teachers and staff ministers, gifted uniquely as they are, do not possess all the gifts needed. Together you do. Together you do. And God has given them to you to encourage and strengthen you to be part of that building program. That's why what happens at the campus in which I live, Martin Luther College, matters so much to St. Paul's. 
and the 1,200 other congregations of our Wisconsin Synod. This week, gathering again from their homes, will be about 600 full-time undergraduate students training to become the next generation of pastors and teachers and staff ministers who will be sent out all across the country to build up the body of Christ and to equip her for her eternal purpose. Thank God for every student on our campus. Pray for more. We have room for many more. You see, the building project is huge. And the general contractors are few. Ask the Lord of the building project to send more general contractors into his harvest field, his building project. So, today is the day the Lord has made. As you rejoice and give thanks for that building project, you do well to do so. It is a gift of God. But never forget, that building project would lose its purpose if we forget the unending building project, the one that keeps going until Christ returns, to build up the body of Christ until she reaches maturity and eternity. And in that building project, the gifts every single one of you is needed in building the body of Christ. Yes. God has so ordained it that your unique gifts are needed in Christ, dear brothers and sisters. Amen. You may remain seated. Hear the blessing of the book of Hebrews. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's join to confess our common Christian faith, one Lord, one faith, one baptism with the words of the Nicene Creed as they're printed for you on pages 8 and 9. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord has given us a wonderful new addition for the Christian education of young children, the study of God's word, and a place for Christian fellowship. By it may we and so many more grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we, the members of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, school and preschool, we dedicate this entire addition, the garden gym, harvest room and courtyard, office and all classrooms, to the glory and honor of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. From this day forward, may this be a place for growing in faith, learning the will of God, appreciating practical and useful subjects and arts, and communicating the love of Jesus to all who enter here. Amen. Please stand. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the birth of a healthy baby girl, Harper Gopsch, Derek and Stephanie Gopsch. Please bless this growing family and graciously grant new life to little Harper in baptism soon. Lord Jesus, please be with the staff and students of Manitowoc Lutheran High School as they begin a new school year later this week. Give faithfulness and spiritual growth to teens and teachers alike. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the expansion of our St. Paul's school, staff, and student body. Continue to be with us as we seek to grow in Christ through his word and to go with Christ to those around us. Heavenly Father, thank you for protecting the brother of Peter Hahn, David, and his wife Stephanie through the fires in Maui. Please provide for them in the loss of their house and all their possessions, and be with all who suffer loss through this disaster. And we join to pray in our Savior's name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
please be seated for the distribution. We ask our visitors who are with us today to please note our practice of close communion as outlined in the bulletin and on the screen. 